0: This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid.
1: And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life.
0: Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we discuss confidence in motherhood. Plus, Biz learns she knows even less about teeth than before. Teresa takes a spa day, and we talk with the very funny Joanna Stein about her new book, How Not to Calm a Child on a Plane.
1: Woo!
0: Sounds like it's going to be an advice-heavy show.
1: Definitely. (laughs) We're going to tell you what to do to make your life better. (laughs) One bad mother giving
0: excellent parenting advice every episode.
1: Be prepared to be judged if you aren't following it. Follow these... Simple. 70 easy steps to make your life better. That's right. We were just talking
0: actually before the show. Uh, and, and I gave Teresa some helpful advice. It was great. Uh, in terms of people talking to you about your children mm-hmm. uh, and it making you crazy. And that was, we should all just stop talking to each other. Yeah, no, so you're I think, welcome.
1: I think you said, no one should talk to one another.
0: No one should talk to one another. So you're all Welcome helpful bit of advice one on today's super advice heavy show.
1: Uh Teresa, yeah. how are you? I'm fantastic.
0: <laughs> I'm leaving.
1: Why are you, why are you so fantastic? I'm so relaxed right now because why? I went to the spa last week. What's a spa? <laughs> <laughs> um okay, check this out. So <laughs> so what happened was Like, I'm always saying, like, oh, I should really, like, go get a massage or take a break and do something nice for myself. I want a stranger to
0: touch me rather than this house full of people who want to touch me. Yeah.
1: Get these people (laughs) off my body. That's right. And get a stranger on my body. Right. Um, Ooh, that sounded...
0: (laughs) Again, advice Advice. number two. Get a stranger (laughs) up on your body.
1: Okay, go ahead. Um, And so... Anyways, I never do it, and um, and then I had a friend who was coming into town, Uh and she said we should go to the spa one day. Wow! And I was like, okay, whoa, because somehow, like, because it was something that my friend wanted to do, and it would be a way for us to spend time together. Mm. It sort of like reframed it like I didn't have to decide like oh I'm just doing this of my own accord right I was like oh I'm doing this for my friend like yeah. so we can do something together huh but Ugh. check this shit out what like the day before we went to the spa yeah. she got two crazy tattoos Oh, she shouldn't go to the spa. Right. It's the bad timing. <laughs> you, you don't go do to anything, the spa right. after you get your no. two gigantic tattoos. Yeah. Also, very expensive tattoos. Right. You don't usually want to go spend money at the spa after right. you spent money. And yeah. None of it made any sense. It was very poorly planned. Okay. So she canceled. Oh, but did you still have an appointment? I still had an appointment. And. Mm. So I had to make a decision right there. You did have to make a decision. And I had an amazing revelation in that moment. What was it? I realized that I really wanted to do it. (laughs) But the reason it was like easier for me to do it with a friend was that if I decide to just go on my own, I have a lot of pressure on myself to... Feel better afterwards and oh. feel like, um, everything is so great and, like, I have the best life and, like, I'm really relaxed with and my everybody children. And everybody like like should every- be like, every- oh, everybody- you should be fixed. I should be fixed. You I made should be decision exactly. to do something I should be for all yourself. better because I did this. You oh, know? you got to go out of I the house mas- for three I hours. I got one massage and one facial right. and now problem solved. Problem solved. And that is why I never go. When it comes down to it, no, that is why I never go because it's just really annoying. Like, because the thing is is that That's even if you go do a thing like that, there's a lot of things about it that are really nice, but there's other things about it that... That are kind of like unpleasant, sure. like you know, Being you're spending naked. money. You have to, right, <laughs> you have to be naked. Having if, somebody touch you—that's you. a problem. If that's a problem for you, <laughs> but I mean, like I have... cucumber water. <laughs> like I don't, I don't always find it so incredibly right comforting and like relaxing. You know, like okay. you're talking to the person who's like extracting pimples from your face <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Right. It's I just, know. it's not a- so. Uh, but in Actually, this I don't case, know 100%, okay, but I can
0: imagine. Okay, I can imagine that.
1: Okay, so yes. in this case, it was like I already had the appointment, so it was going to be more work to yeah. cancel oh, yeah. than to just do it. And I had already planned to do it. I'd set aside the time to do it. Yeah, and the money to do it. And I just decided in that moment, like, and I didn't have the excuse of like this is a thing I'm doing with my friend. But I just decided in that moment, like, just. I'm just going to do this. I don't even I'm not going to like put a lot on it like, oh, this is the thing that I've been waiting for for months. And oh, I'm going to feel so much better afterwards. I just did it like it was an appointment in my day. Yeah. Good for you. And it was great. Wow. Yeah. do you think it was, like, really great because you just took
0: that pressure I off yourself? I do. I do. I really do. Because, like, I, I hear you talk about it, and you know what I always like about listening to you tell your stories <laughs> is it's such a wonderful chance for me to be like, oh, I certainly didn't see life that way. Go figure. <laughs> and then my brain wraps around everything you're saying, and I'm like, oh! And, like, there is—it's another one of those— television has been lying to us mm-hmm. because I'm like where does that concept where does that pressure come from where does that mm-hmm. concept come from and it is like you get sold this on television yeah, and in like movies and, yeah. and commercials like yeah. mom got a day off at yeah. the spa yeah. and then she came home to a shithole right. yeah, but <laughs> she can totally handle it now with yeah. her Clorox wipes yeah. you know what I mean like yeah or she's in the middle of like a shit storm in a grocery store and she like fantasizes about a bubble but yeah. that will make it all better yeah. And you're right, though it it there's like a forty percent chance it'll make it better right. for like an hour, right? Right, but like it's not it's it doesn't erase all the issues that you're no. wrestling with or like whatever. Oh, you got to sleep two extra hours today. Yeah. All better, right?
1: Well, and it's also <laughs> this feeling of that like it's also how you identify yourself, right? So if you're the kind of mom who gets to go to the spa, you don't have anything to complain right? about. So that is, like, a thing. That is, like, a major mental block. Oh, my gosh. I just realized
0: this is why when I, quote, unquote, get to sleep late, yeah. I, it's miserable. Yeah. It's miserable right. to get to sleep late because I'm yep. like, you know, oh, I'm going to get up and everything's still going to be horrible yeah. when I wake up. Yeah. But somehow I'm supposed to You're feel, supposed like, to feel great, great because, yeah. oh, my God. Yep. yep. We have just ripped open <laughs> a festering wound in parenthood, everybody. And I will say this— Clearly, if I am going to be empathetic, because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll spend the rest of the show not being empathetic, mm-hmm. so let me take a moment to be empathetic with my partner and mm-hmm. all our partners out there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, though. It's like, yeah. well, you got to go see a movie with your friends, yeah. or you got to sleep late, or yeah. be sick, or, like, whatever. Yeah, he's
1: taking a fucking photography class. I'm like, oh, he needs to go to <laughs> hell. I'm just kidding. No, but do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, right. That doesn't mean, it doesn't actually mean. Anything. No. <laughs> it just means he's doing that on top of other oh, stuff no. that he's doing.
0: Oh, this is horrible.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Let's just, let's go back to my first advice. Let's never talk to anybody okay, ever let's again. let's never All right. talk. So. How are you? Well, <laughs> I have two things to report. Okay. The first is last week. Uh, on our show, we talked about Katie Bell losing her teeth, mm-hmm. and I believe my big takeaway for myself was I knew absolutely zero about what happens to kids' mouths after teething. like After the original, because like, no one picks up the book for mm-hmm. four or five sets. It's like yeah. one to two, you still have your books, your manuals, right. and you're like, teeth are coming in. Yeah. I've now learned everything about teeth, yeah. okay? Uh, and then these teeth start falling out, and you're like, yeah. whoa, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So Katie Bell yesterday morning comes uh-huh. up to me and she says, hey, there's a little something on the back of my mouth that feels a lot like my new tooth that's coming in where she lost her tooth. And I was like, huh? huh. There's like this little voice in the back of my head like, huh? And I'm like, yeah. huh. So I grabbed the flashlight. I'm like, well, let's take a look, shall we? Mm-hmm. And we open up her mouth. And by God. she's she getting a molar? A she's wisdom tooth? getting a molar. Well, my first one was like, it's a wisdom tooth. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, they don't think get it's a yet. wisdom tooth. They don't get so, fact one of not knowing anything about teeth, yeah, and then I was like, "Are you really getting more teeth? She's getting um she's getting what they got so I immediately go to okay. the only people who can answer me, and that be the internet right uh, <laughs> and but i I'm by my way, by the way, my rule with the internet is just you get to look for like a things. right tops, yeah. And if you don't believe them, go ask somebody else. But right. you don't get to search on the internet right. all day, otherwise right. you go on a rabbit hole of horrors. Um, but never Google the image. Oh God, no! <laughs> never Google an image on rash. Oh, anyway, gosh. so or strange bump near eye. Don't like. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Uh, it is what they call a six-year-old molar because oh. these. And so then I'm like, hey, Stephen, she's getting this tooth, and he says, is it? Is it a permanent tooth? Again, I have no fucking clue. right. Apparently, y- yes. I'm just saying that with, like, half-assed confidence that these are, like, the adults. molars
1: don't, oh, don't She's not going to then fall later? those out. Those are
0: real. And I go— I feel like
1: molars do fall
0: out. I don't—well, she's got some I back there, remember. but these are these right. ones really coming in back. at six. I okay. don't—
1: I don't know how many I, I don't know how there. these fuck. work.
0: So then I'm like, are these the wisdom teeth or not? Because all I'm thinking is, where the fuck are all these teeth going to go? Right. Stefan then walks in and says, well— She's not going to really want for wisdom teeth. To which I was like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. He says, I had eight.
1: What? To which I say, you are that some sort of real. horrible
0: monster. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? He said he had four normal-sized wisdom teeth and then four tiny <gasps> wisdom teeth. I was like, you are a horror show. Yeah. Your mouth Some kind of freak show. I was like, like, how have I not known about this? Did all eight get extracted? Yes.
1: Whoa. Yes.
0: So I'm just like, I just was like, and then I go to therapy, which is going to tie into my other little uh, insight. And I say it to her and she's, because my therapist has got like three small children. She was like, "Well." Are they wisdom teeth? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, why do we pull wisdom teeth? I'm like, I don't know. Why do we pull our wisdom teeth? Shouldn't yeah.
1: they belong? I have no idea. Because all I know. Because there's no room for them. Most people don't have room right. in their mouth. Right. Them. So they get, like, infected. Like our and jars, they, they jars cause, got smaller. I think it's because they cause yeah. all kinds of, like, dental problems. So yes. we just get rid of them because it avoids a bunch of a potential dental problems. issues. Yeah. Well... Wow! So
0: there's that. Great. Yeah. So that's the, hey. The, the, yeah. Everybody, hey, everybody. Uh, more teeth are coming. I guess. And and I'm married to some sort of dental monster. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but speaking of therapy, one of the things I'm trying to work on mm-hmm. is <laughs> acceptance <laughs> of where I am. Okay. In motherhood. Okay. Right. That yeah. like I've acknowledged.
1: Uh
2: That
0: this is hard and nobody gives a shit. Uh (laughs) But now I need to work on accepting Mm. where I am. Mm. And that this isn't the time to make dramatic changes. Mm. And that this isn't the time to pursue necessarily lifelong dreams for myself.
2: Mm. Some
0: people, equipped to do it.
2: Mm. Others,
0: even less equipped than me. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But where I am right now, Mm -hmm. it's just acceptance. Like accepting... That everybody's screaming in my house all the time, accepting that my clothes are always going to be covered in banana, mm-hmm. team banana, or dirt mm-hmm. of some kind, uh, and that I'm not going to be able to get maybe nice, n- wear really nice things mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So I'm just like coming I love to acceptance. That. that is great. I'm having some good days accepting. Mm-hmm. I have other days where I'm fighting the acceptance. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I think this ties a little into our topic of the day, uh, and that is confidence. Mm. What happens to—I don't think we ever talk specifically about confidence. No, we never do. So what happens to (laughs) our—fuck everybody else's— what our confidence— Teresa, yeah, I'm sure you're wondering, how does that tie into my acceptance? Yeah. But I was sitting there thinking the other day, this is how this topic came to my head. Yeah. I was sitting there the other day accepting mm-hmm. life as I know it. Good job. And... I'm just like Ellis is just walking around with a banana. Was now walking because my kid doesn't walk; mm-hmm. he's just crawling around mm-hmm. with a banana in his hand, and banana's just smashing into my jeans, mm-hmm. uh, and like my hair has got stuff in it. Yep. I don't look particularly nice. Uh, everything's just getting like really filthy, and then like so I'm already feeling kind of slubby sh- mm-hmm. And then Katie Bell, at one point in time, comes in. And like does one of those like weird five year old insult things where you're like, mm. you know, like, Mama, I really, you know, wish you didn't have to like, I really wish you weren't always <laughs> doing laundry so you could play more with me. And I'm oh like, my oh, god. god go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I'm like right as she says this, I'm like, so do I, yeah. Yeah. And then as she says this, Ellis and his banana decide to do one of those like backwards headbutts. just like oh, right god. into my chest. Uh-huh. And it was like if a little dark rain cloud could have just like come over and just began to drip on me, mm-hmm. like that would have been mm-hmm. like great. And I thought, huh, huh. I'm not feeling very... This, this might be wearing away a little on my confidence. Yeah. And I, as, as I sit here and think about all the things that I have wrestled with since the birth of Katie Bell in terms of why am I not, like, embracing this all the time? Why am I not accepting it all the time? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I'm always fighting the whole role of motherhood? Like, why am I having, like... Why do we even have this show? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, all this stuff. I've never thought about my confidence as it ties in to that larger problem Mm -hmm. and how I think maybe the day-to-day grind Mm -hmm. (laughs) somehow is chipping away a little at my confidence. Mm -hmm. What do you think
1: about that? Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I mean, I think, well, I mean, something about confidence is feeling like, you're fully equipped to, like, handle whatever comes your way. Right. Right. So I think that, I mean, from the moment, like, we have our kids, that's getting challenged because – It's like getting a new job where you don't know any of the stuff. Like, you have to figure it out. Except that, like, with kids, it's changing all the time. So, like, as you're getting the hang of some things, there's always more new stuff that you actually don't know how to do. Somebody keeps replacing the copy machine. Exactly. I just figured out how to collate that. Or, like, the (laughs) the interface, the user interface keeps changing on, like, the program that you always use. Right. like, I just figured out where that was. Right. And, um... I mean, I don't really understand. Like, I feel like only a stupid person would still be confident under those <laughs> circumstances because right. you're dealing with a scenario where, like, if you're if you're being confident, right? Like, you have to. Like, I guess you're just kind of bullshitting because well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ninety percent
0: of parenting is just bullshitting. Well, your right that's
1: group. the right. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. The Thing. Like, you kind of have to either like make a decision to just be like, I know what to do, even right. when you don't. Um, or, you know, or you, I mean, there's going to be, I mean, and that, that can work sometimes, but I mean, there's going to be times where you sit back and just go like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Well, you see, know? now this is
0: interesting because I find when I think about confidence, mm-hmm. I find some. I have actually more sort of confidence. I don't feel like I, like the blowing crush of like not being confident necessarily mm-hmm. with Specific parenting things. Like, I may Mm -hmm. doubt myself. Mm -hmm. I may, you know, uh, question what I'm doing and like that kind of stuff. But when I think about confidence, I think about like, I I keep asking myself the question, or not the question, but like, okay, I know I'm going to come out on the other side of this, Mm -hmm. like early years of motherhood thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when Ellis is like, when I finally have some real time to myself, I'm going to come out on the other side of this. The question is, who am I coming out as? Mm. Like, what? What, who is that person going to be, mm-hmm. right? Um And that's where I feel like the effects of sort of the, like, day-to-day grind of, mm-hmm. like, the personal things that oh, happen yeah. to you. Like, like your confidence the, as a person. As a person. Not necessarily not as a Not as parent. a mom. Yeah. Yeah, not as a
1: parent, yeah. but as
0: a person. As a matter yeah. of fact, I sometimes feel like the trade-off of—and I think this is true. If you work at home, if you—okay, you, if you are— just momming it up at home, mm-hmm. if you are momming it up at home and working from home like for other people, mm-hmm. if you are momming it up at home and then going into an office mm-hmm. or other location and working it up there, mm-hmm. right? So either way, those are two things that are requiring a great deal of your focus mm-hmm. and are sort of limiting your purview. Like I feel like my, a lot of my confidence as a kid growing up was from being out on to camps, mm. doing projects, you know, tackling large, mm-hmm. you know... Interacting, activities. With, many Interacting with many people. Interacting with many mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And whether you are in an office and then you come home or whether you are in your house, your interaction begins to really become limited unless you yeah. have some sort of like amazing miracle job yeah. or like you're... And even then you're just... Probably, if you're interacting with people all day at your job, you mm-hmm. may not be the best. Nobody tables for years. Interacting with people all day, not necessarily okay. game. The there's confidence. a
1: happy medium happy for me- everyone, right. yeah. But
0: what I'm saying is that, like, I think that that's like one of the first thing that sort of starts mm-hmm. to chip away at your self confidence, yeah. rather than you
1: like you're yeah, you're not one to interact with. I totally get right? that because yeah, that's also like that's an identity shift as well. Because yeah. there's no like there's no way of like seeing yourself. Like, you don't see yourself from the way, like, people would see you. You only see yourself from the way your baby sees you. Right, right, your baby sees you. Well,
0: it's like, it's the old, like, you know, when they send kids off to gain leadership and confidence Uh skills. They don't just put them in a room by themselves. Right. They make them do something where they then realize, I achieved this thing. Yeah. And the problem with, like, parenting is that you're like, I achieved this thing. I had this genius moment and nobody cares. Yeah.
1: I totally get that. I think— no, no. Do you no, go anyone? ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I think there's a flip side to this <laughs> also. Okay. okay? Right. And that, for me, is like when we first started talking about confidence and becoming a parent. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was actually the opposite. And right. I feel, in some ways in my life, much more confident as a person now that wow. I have become a parent. Um, and I think that that can... That can be true just because you, it's an achievement in a way, just like, you know, just like you know however you became a parent whether you were pregnant or you went through the adoption process or whatever or your partner was pregnant or whatever right. whatever, <laughs> what whatever led to however there being you a child got a baby however, draining the life out of you in your house i'm just kidding <laughs> however you got right. your baby or your kid <laughs> that is an achievement i mean right. it's a big it's a process no matter how it happens sure. and and then every you know every small way that you learn to care for your child can be a confidence booster as a person not just as a parent but saying like I'm competent I'm capable like I'm I'm doing this you know and I think and also I think that um like when you have for me like having these kids to focus on and care about made like peripheral things less important in a way Mm. and gave me confidence to say like Hey, like I feel pretty good about who I am. Like if people have a problem with that, that's Ah, their problem. Acceptance, (laughs) acceptance. Yeah, (laughs) right. And um, and I think, but I think it's it's interesting because what what I was thinking about was that confidence and how it can be such a positive thing, Uh but also how um, it can also go way too far. Like it made me think Mm. about um, like how. Uh, you know, I, I remember before I had kids, um, some friends of mine and I were talking about, you know, whether we would have kids right. and when we would have kids. And I remember this friend of mine; I'll never forget this. Like her, her just saying you know what, I don't think I could ever have kids because parents are the most most righteous people in the world. Oh, yeah, that comment, that, right. Yeah, I think yeah, I mentioned we all, we all No, but I mean, we all hear that comment. Okay, right. yeah, we've and heard we've it. we've all probably thought it at some right. point. Right, and then. I think, like, the, recently I saw an article going around that was about, like, people with their giant strollers and, right, like, right. how big of assholes they are with their giant <laughs> strollers. And, like, there is, there is, that is... That is bullshit to some extent, right? but it is all, there is a grain of truth in that, too, which is that just because you're a parent and you have kids to look after doesn't mean you don't owe just general politeness and kindness and respect towards the world well, sure, like, in the just, same way. Those are just
0: the same assholes who, whether they had kids or not, right. are just... Because the confidence, like yeah. you're saying, confidence can work, kids or no kids, yeah. can push you in a direction totally. that just makes you a total dick. Right. <laughs> totally. And that's... Like, that's that. Like, so yes... Conf- Confidence like can be bad. Confidence can be <laughs> a dangerous thing. Yeah. But I feel like that's so, it's so interesting because, oh, oh, you're so much more grounded, Teresa. No, 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 no Listen, no, because like it's so funny because it's uh, my larger worry is once I come out of sort of the mm-hmm. like baby haze yeah. and it's time for me to start doing really being able to start taking on larger projects as I would like to mm-hmm. because like, where does that am I going to lose that confidence because I think Mm -hmm. about like one of the things we talk about on the show a lot is the like finding time for yourself Mm -hmm. but when I look at that as a chipper of confidence like it starts off like oh I'm gonna do this thing after I have a baby right right? and then you have the baby and you're like all right I'm gonna make time for it Mm -hmm. and then uh, it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. and then it's okay I just want the one hour Mm -hmm. and then it's Eh, I'll do it next week. Yeah. And then it's, why even do it? Because I'm going to get interrupted yeah. and I'm not going to have the time to focus on this and mm-hmm. it's going to be half ass. Yep. And that, you know, like, yep. isn't that, does that have a prolonged negative effect That's a really on good confidence? Yeah. Because, like, I, again, the reason I think I keep coming back to the confidence is that I feel like it's not a word we bring up with all the things we keep wrestling with. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of it. I feel like the topic of like trying to find time for your partner. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's something about like either being at work, unless your work mm-hmm. is being a beautiful, lovely goddess all day, right? <laughs> being with your children or being at work—neither one makes you feel super no. sexy, no, at I all, know. at all. And then there's like the kids and their like insults. They're unempathetic. Not intentional insults that you know, like know. Mama, the fork isn't where it's supposed to be. Well, why don't you just go fork yourself? I might tell you. Oh, guess who's in charge of forks? You're <laughs> in
1: charge of forks now. No, um, um, I know. And then, and then it comes to the end of the day, and so even if you do have a date night plan, yeah, it's like um, then you're supposed to just be like, I know exactly what to wear to like feel, feel amazing. Great. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't really happen that way. Yeah. So like, it's uh, this is totally. I hope, yeah. a thing about having very little children. I do too. I, I think because I think I'm already starting to feel like, you know, Oscar's, yeah. he's going to be 15 months this week. It's right. like, he's, you know, yeah. and they're getting old, like, they're getting bigger and like, but I'm still in the, I mean, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Like, I, I have to believe that when they're five and three or maybe yeah. six and four yeah that it's not going to be like this right right know? yeah ex- exactly and that's i
0: i do too
1: and like i think you have to tr- like you have to trust yourself that you're still in there you know right, like, yeah and that leads to that you're question not of going away like who's coming out right right you know right. Like, who's
0: coming out like once i have the time again yeah am i gonna fill it with you know, I mean, we all know that you have to go through that, like, weird phase of, oh, I finally have time. Right. What do I do? Right. And then you have to spend, like, three months not knowing what to do. And then finally you figure out what to do and then you get pregnant again. Idiots. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, or something, something happens. But I feel like it's, I guess, I guess, I guess, for me, since mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. is definitely not one of those shows where we would actually give anybody fucking real advice. Mm-hmm. But for me... It goes back to that acceptance thing that I really am working very, very hard on in Mm -hmm. therapy. And that, like, listening to you say... Well, fuck everybody, mm-hmm. right? And I'm into that. I'm into just playing yeah. to hell with everybody else. I'm yeah. good. I There's no mommy war pressure for yeah. me anymore. There's no, like, play yard pressure. Like, it's all good. Yeah. Everybody do your thing. Yeah. It's the acceptance of, well, this is the, like, two years I'm going to be covered mm-hmm. in dirt. And, like, I should just, like, feel super confident and beautiful, yeah. being trashed <laughs> like, all the time and being tired and beat, you know? Yeah. Like, and not think that I'm totally lying to myself. Right? Yeah. Because I am a confident person who, like, hates to see problems <laughs> and not fix them, right? Like, does that need to be hung up? I'm going to hang it up. I'm not going to have laundry piled up. I will fix that problem, right? Like, but it doesn't seem to connect for me the same way when it comes to, like, the pile of laundry that is myself.
1: Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I can't help but, like, keep thinking, like, as I'm hearing you talk about this, that, like, I wonder if there is... If there's something about this that like the that the hardest part of this might be that feeling that you are putting yourself on hold like that you have to wait it out like that is a bad feeling and like mm. whether there's any way to alter that that narrative at all like that it's that yeah. to to not like to to be really be yourself now, doing the things that you're doing now. Do you know what I'm saying? I at know all? exactly like, what you're saying, and not and not. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you say it to me? <laughs> no, no, I mean it's, I'm saying it no, to myself no, too, because no, I know but that, you're spot on. But I know that. It's that, that wording. Feeling. It's
0: the wording that you just used that I thought was interesting. It's the being on hold and being mad about having to be on hold, and you are painfully spot on of like, why do I schedule my therapy the day before we record the show as opposed to after the day we record the show? Because like that's, I mean, like like when I say acceptance, I mean, that's part of what I'm trying to accept. Yeah, but I don't exactly think right. I've identified that particular phrase being part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's like, I mean, how do you, but how do you shift that? I mean, is it right. just like every know. day going like, you know, I'm not on
1: hold. I'm just... <laughs> Living this life right know, now, like, like what's the new phrase? Well, it's gotta be. Phrase. It's gotta be like, I don't. I mean, I don't know because I. The reason I'm the reason I may be spot on about this is this is happening to me too. Right, like, and I think that I don't know if maybe some some part of it has to be trying to do like focusing on that you're doing what you want today. Also, right. like in addition, like rather than just feeling. Oh, I just have to get through all this stuff for the next 2 years <laughs> until I can do what I want. It's like what am I doing that I want what? today in like as part of like, what? what is the, like, really making the day right. the stuff that you want? I mean, right. obviously, within reason. Like, right. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and that's the thing.
0: Is being, yeah. It's being it's like, more reasonable about what it is. It's not about giving up everything. Right. It's about being more reasonable with what it is that you want to achieve and do yeah. during the day.
1: And I think if you're doing some things that you want or that at least are coming from, a, or at least that you're acknowledging right. your wants and, like, letting those be part of what, you're doing like i think that has to be a way to at least feel like keeping your identity intact a bit more i don't know how i don't know if it helps with confidence but like that at least when you're doing something that you feel you want rather than something you feel that you have to do that's got to feel better it's got to right (laughs) i would hope so (laughs) oh on a very special
0: episode (laughs) of one bad mother Teresa teaches best. No,
1: love. okay, no, 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 this is good for me too. No, no, like, I this, is...
0: this is really good for me to think about too. Uh, why must we continue to grow and be insightful as people?
1: Uh, Don't can't... worry. Like next week we won't do that. <laughs> next week we we'll... won't grow at all. <laughs> we can we can regress next week. Good. Here's to regressing next week.
3: Hey, this is Pop Rocket. We're your source for all pop culture information.
2: It's an intellectual and incredibly snark-filled discussion about pop culture by five cranky Hollywood 30-somethings. No name-calling, no rudeness, just straight talk and a lot of role play. I'm
3: only 30-something for another year.
2: Me too. And I don't (laughs) tell anybody I'm 30-something.
3: Pop Rocket comes out every week from MaximumFun.org.
0: genius me wow oh my god oh my god i saw what you did oh my god i'm paying attention wow you mom are a genius oh my god that's fucking genius
1: this one starts with a fail (laughs) um i just i we went away over the weekend we went up to northern california to visit family Mm. and i forgot to bring the sound machine which Mm. my kids sleep with every night and um oscar in particular he's never slept without it right it's like and it's always on kind of loud yeah um it was distinctly missing the first night and that was really really hard um and then it occurred to me we had two more nights there and it occurred to me i have an iphone yeah there's there's apps Yes, So there are. I just found an app and I plugged in my phone and I turned it on full blast and I had the insight to put my phone on do not disturb mm. at the same time. Um, so that it wouldn't start ringing or, <laughs> right. you know, going Beep. off in the middle Biz of the night. Biz has an instant yeah. text for Teresa. Exactly. right? So it was on Do Not Disturb, and this and the sound machine app worked great, and yeah. the next two nights were a lot better.
0: That's genius. It's as if you just uncovered, like, the secret key in, yeah. like, The Legend of Zelda or something. Totally. Like, that's, like,
1: it's a, it, that's a good one. Because yeah. it also means I never need to travel, travel with the... that big, bulky sound machine ever again. That's right. Again. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. What uh, you got?
0: Uh, my genius is... I I was a little sick last week with like one of those like weird like you know I'm not necessarily like throwing up mm-hmm. or having the it was, it was as if I was just suffering from the last two days yeah. of like three different illnesses totally yeah <laughs> for four days mm-hmm. And, get you know, where it's just enough you can still push through yeah and I was like oh, I really don't feel good I'm pushing through pushing and then Sunday a really good friend of mine's uh, was having like this birthday party picnic. And we were going as a whole family. And Stefan said that morning, if you don't want to go, if, you should, maybe you should just stay home and, like, rest mm-hmm. for a couple of hours. And I'll take the kids. And it was hard. It was a hard decision because, like, it was just enough energy. But yeah. I like, still felt kind of bad. And it's like my really good friend. And yeah. we could have all gone as a family. But I took it. Good. I stayed home. And I sat on the couch. And Justified Season Four just showed up on uh on, for oh my free God, really? on Amazon Prime. Yes! So I am catching up on all of my uh Justified Shooting and Politeness and Great. Timothy Elephant. Yay! Just <laughs> was like, oh, everybody say ma'am to me and then shoot somebody in the face. <laughs> oh, who deserves that? It's the best. So uh anyway, so that was I actually rested. I actually lay Good. there and rested. And it's, you know, I mean, like, these should not be fucking triumphs for us. No, that is. But I'm going to take it's it. That's great. All right. Good job. Thank you.
2: Hi, one bed mother. I'm calling with a genius moment. Um, my first genius moment is listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. which helped me get um, motherhood off on the right foot during some dark days of mm-hmm. exclusive pumping for the first five plus months. But my real genius moment is that this Thanksgiving, we had a 10-hour drive to see my husband's family, and we decided to stay at hotels on the bookends of the trip, which was amazing. But on the way back, we um, asked for a room next to the pool, and our monitor actually reached all the way to the hot tub. So my husband and I got to go in the hot tub while my baby slept, and it could have been a trifecta of geniusness um, because the... The monitor also reached to the bar, but we were too tired to go into the bar. But we could have, and that makes me really happy, just thinking about sitting and drinking half a beer um, and listening to the monitor. But um, love the show, and thanks so much for everything you do.
0: I love the reality of like, I probably would have just drunk half a beer and then totally passed out and gone to sleep. But it's like, I also love the idea, I just want to start going to hotels and see parents roaming about with monitors to see like how far their monitors will go. That should start (laughs) being like Amazon reviews should be like, if you're at the Hilton, (laughs) it'll take you all the way if you're like on the first floor. Uh, That's such a good job. That's like so great. Yeah. Good job. Good job all around. Good job all around because that solves the problem of i got to sit in the bathroom for the next three hours mm-hmm. while my child sleeps. Good job. Mm-hmm. Parents. Failures. It's time to keep it real.
1: Fail. 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 Fail! You suck. So we flew up to the Bay Area, which was great. Um, but No 10-hour car drive for No 10-hour car <laughs> drive. No, no. I've pretty much sworn off those. Right. Um, so we flew, and, you know, it's a short flight, Um, but we, <clears throat> we were, I packed, like, the stuff for the kids and myself, and Jesse packed himself, and then we got to the airport, <laughs> he's like, what are we checking, can we, and I'm like, oh, just the car seats, and he's like, well, can we check these other bags, because otherwise we don't really need to, like, carry them around, right. I'm like, Okay, yeah, sure. Uh. So we che- so we checked, like, everything except, like, my purse. Right. And, like, Simon's little backpack that he had his books in or whatever. Sure. And so then we go to our gate, and then as we're walking, we're as we're walking to our gate, I just feel, I'm carrying Oscar in the ergo, and I just feel him just pee, like, yeah. s- like his diaper must have just been open, like, on right. the side or s- side of his leg, because, you know, his legs are kind of splayed yeah. out when he's in the yeah. ergo. Yeah. And so I just feel like the pee like on my sure. on my waist, sure. abdomen. And I'm like, "Okay, so he's peeing and it's getting on me." So that's kind of annoying because yeah, I don't think I have a change of clothes for him. Like I didn't really bring a change Diaper of clothes. Diaper bag per se. I didn't bring a di- I had like diapers, but right. like I didn't bring like a whole bunch of stuff cuz like everything was packed in the whatever. Right. And I just didn't really think about the fact that we were going to check it. And so I got him to the bathroom and he had soaked his pants, like wow. completely soaked where it would be absurd for me to keep them, them on him. Put them back on, right. So I took them off and he even had some pee on his shirt like the bottom of his shirt but I couldn't really like take his shirt off so right you know, he have a shirt, naked baby on a, a plane baby, yeah <laughs> so he had his diaper and um he had his diaper and a t-shirt for the plane ride which is I mean it's just embarrassing I know. know. and he could have and he could have like walked around in the airport a little bit sure. while we were waiting like to stretch his legs but I was too embarrassed <laughs> to like have him walking around with no pants on because he's kind of big now and it's like weird <laughs> and then the other thing was literally, I don't know where all this pee came from, but the ergo was soaked and my shirt was soaked. Wow. So, I mean, we were kind of soaked, and I had no other option for like where to put him. <laughs> so, because he was. He was naked, essentially. Sure. So, Like I had to just keep him in the soaking my ergo, and I shoved like paper towels oh, in there to try baby. to like make it less bad. So then I had like paper towels kind of like sticking out of my ergo nice. on the flight, and then like it just smelled. Yeah. I mean, we just we smelled. We smelled you, like urine.
0: That, how was you? How was your mom' acceptance then? Yeah, Trace? I know
1: exactly. <laughs> I felt so confident. Oh, uh, that's the worst.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the all. worst. Um, we have one of those, like, Pottery Barn kid chairs, you know, it's yeah. like a little, you know, everybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Everybody gets a fucking Pottery yeah. Barn catalog, whether mm-hmm. you never buy it from it. Anyway, we got it for, you know, Katie <laughs> Bell, when she was like, why do I be so cute or sitting in a grown-up and, uh, chair that's for babies. Yeah. And, uh... Did she use it? No, she, like, oh. hardly ever used it. Okay. She hardly ever used it. We there still is. have it, because I yeah. was like, oh, we have this other kid. Ellis loves a fucking chair. Oh, good. Ellis yeah. wants Some kids to. Some yeah. Ellis, Mister, I don't want to walk. Wants to sit in a chair oh, and like climb cute. up. Oh, he's adorable That's in so a chair. Cute. He is adorable in a chair. Oh, he likes to be in her chair. And we're having like one of those moments. And he's usually pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. He stands up in it sometimes, maybe sits back to yeah, you, uh-huh. whatever. And Katie Bell's like, I'm having one of those moments where I'm like, I'm not spending enough time with Katie Bell. She's really trying to read this reader. Like, we're really working on reading. Mm-hmm. So we read, run, and everything goes fine. Mm-hmm. Can we read another one? I uh, got the eye on Ellis. I'm like, hey, seems okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. just playing with crayons in a chair. It's a big deal. And, all right, let's read another one. And, like, there was a voice inside of me that said, I think Ellis is losing his pay. I don't, th- I don't think your attention's enough on the mm-hmm. baby. And then you hear the fall yeah. and the cry. And what he's done is he's, like, you know, just kind of, like, bent over the yeah. side. But next to the chair is, like, a hobby horse in the wall. Yeah. So it's, it's basically just kind of, like, lodged in the, like, chair, hobby horse or whatever. And he's okay. Yeah. I'm going to get him. But Katie Bell's like, oh, it's oh. so horrible. I cannot look at him. Oh. <laughs> Just like years of me Thank being you like so much. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Kitty Bell. Just years of me being like, I'm yeah. glad you're doing that on the junky m- yeah. jungle gym, but I don't want to watch. Yeah. I get him out and he's totally like, alright, oh, he's got the goose uh-huh. egg. And he's like more like, how did I just get my head lodged down here? Uh-huh. This is my first, like, I should have probably That was had. your fault. He was right behind <laughs> me. It was, it was pretty much my fault. Oh
2: baby. You suck. I do. Where's my confidence? Hi, one-bed mother. I am a new mother with a five-month-old son, and I've definitely had my share of fails recently. I wanted to share a couple uh, ones with you. <laughs> the other day, um, I lost my bandaid in the tub while my son was taking his bath, and I couldn't find it until the next morning when my husband found it stuck to my baby's back. Uh, in addition to that, my son likes to put the gross shower curtain in his mouth, and I have to admit, More than once, I have been complacent. And here is a rant poem that I wrote the other night. Tubby's over. Jammies on. Story read. Nursing's done. Massive shit. So that was my night, and I hope you ladies are having a good one. And thanks a lot for the show. Bye.
1: I think that's how the bedtime routine sequence is supposed to go. I'm pretty sure. Well, the Band-Aid is absolutely repulsive. It's so gross. So good
0: job. Good job. <laughs> good job with the disgusting Band-Aid. And I don't need to elaborate on what you mean by gross shower curtain yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So... Good job being a horrible mother.
1: (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I
3: love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone.
0: I love you. I love you. Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. Oh, good. I'm so excited. This week, we are calling writer, director, actor, comedian, and author Joanna Stein, whose newest book is called How Not to Call a Baby on a Plane. Welcome, Joanna. Hi. Hello. <laughs> nice to talk to you guys. It is nice to talk to you. Uh, and it will be nice to talk about this a very funny and insightful book. Well, very funny. <laughs> uh, and insightful, not an advice. We've just That's said. A well-
4: a well-timed pause. She <laughs> she took back
0: I take back, back. well, I, our show, we actually started the show with the comment that, you know, we actually really avoid trying to give any advice because we mm-hmm. give horrible advice, but that this was just going to be a top-notch advice show, and we've given yeah. out some real pearls so far, like, don't talk to anybody, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, you know, maybe stop hating yourself. There you go. Yeah. So,
4: I like, uh, lay in the fetal position
1: for as long as possible. Every there's, day. A my, there's a great That's one. There's a great one. That's a winner. I That's mean, a good one. Yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong uh,
0: ladies, we've already written our first Babel article.
1: Uh, okay,
0: so uh, I we want to start off with the question we always ask all our guests, and that is, who lives in your house?
4: Ah, uh, well, there's me. I live here. My husband, um, our now eight year old daughter, um, our dog Bronx. It's um, a bit of an a hole, but I love him. Uh, and as far as I know, that's who lives in our house. There may be some guy who lives under the stairs. Uh, but yeah, but as far as I know, it's the former.
0: Right. You you would only you know that guy may only come out after you guys are all asleep. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so sleep sleep tight. All right. Well, okay. Let's let's shift into the book. The, clearly, you have embraced your sense of humor. You have clung to it throughout (laughs) this entire experience that is motherhood, uh, which is amazing. And it's very clear in the book. The book is How to Not Calm a Child on a Plane. You know what? Actually, I'm going to stop because this all sort of spun off of an incident that happened on a plane. And I am sure you have had to share the story. 18 million times, but we're going to make you, just like in all things related to parenting, do it again. Uh, <laughs> would you please share with us sort of the inspiration behind this book and where this all came from?
4: Sure. Um, yeah, so it was it was inspired by the most disgusting thing that had ever happened to me at that point. I, you know, <laughs> lived through worse things. but uh, So my daughter was uh, you know, maybe 18 months old, and uh, we were on a flight to go see the mother-in-law or something, and She was flipping out. She was having a humongous freak out about, and we hadn't even taken off. And she was crying, and and I was whipping through the diaper bag looking for anything I could, and nothing was, nothing would calm her down. So I just sort of had a moment, like a flash of inspiration, and I grabbed a barf bag and I, from like the seat pocket, and I drew a face on it and turned it into a cute little puppet, and I put my hand inside, and I was like, and it absolutely worked like a charm. And then, I thought, well, one was great, two will be better. So I grabbed another um Barfrag from from my husband's seat. I made a I made a case on that one and I stuck my hand in and um it it had been a it had been used.
0: Oh my god. On
4: probably the previous mm. flight. Oh my god. So, or, or maybe the flight from
0: eight years ago. Oh, my I,
4: god. oh. Well it was it was wet enough to <laughs> allow me to believe that it was pretty darn fresh. So um so that was uh, that was the first story, and I just like that was it was disgusting. It's disgusting. That was actually, and we were about to take off, and I had this handful of barf, and I had to, you know, and we were also on the front of the plane, and I, so I. But I also couldn't get a, get past the, like, what are the odds of this happening? Right. That I, you know, would not pick just one but two, but you know that I that I'm such a cocky idiot, <laughs> and I was so freaking proud of myself on the first one. That was like uh. I was like. You know, I'm going to write about this. I'm going to send this to family circle. What a genius <laughs> idea. I'm a, I'm a natural mother. Like that was just going through my mind. And so the second one, when they covered my hand in some stranger's puke, Ugh. I just was like, this is clearly the universe reminding right. me, mm. you know, that I'm an idiot. Um, but, yeah, the, ma- the 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 math of it was just mind-boggling. So, yeah, anyway, I wrote that up. and um I I sent it to Lisa Belkin who at the time was editing the uh New York Times Motherlode blog. Oh yeah. And I just really sent it as a response to a, a, an article she had posted that was really serious about a a woman who was kicked off a plane because her baby was crying and which is ridiculous. And yeah. so I was like, well, here's a lighter version of that. <laughs> and she posted it and uh it got a lot of you know feedback and nice stuff and you know that it kind of started the ball, the ball rolling uh, for me and ended up in this book and a lot of other cool stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, So and I, so, so, my hand's clean now, so well, that's, that's
0: fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'm sure that you've stuck your hand in many more horrible things <laughs> yeah. since then. Uh,
4: yeah. So uh,
0: so again, embracing a sense of humor, which we fully you know uh, condone here on the show, Uh you know, really can actually save your sanity, your marriage, all sorts of your relationship with your children, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, But I was wondering, I know that I wrestle with this a a little bit. I make a lot of jokes. Uh, (laughs) And I know that I have found myself in situations with my husband when things are happening as a mom uh, where it's really not funny. To me and we're so used to making jokes and he'll make a little joke and I'm like, this is not fucking funny. None of this is funny. Really? I, said, this is not funny. I cannot see the humor anymore. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever like found yourself in that situation? Do you ever feel there's like a great pressure as somebody who really does take, you know, things with a grain of salt and with a sense of humor that they're just moments where
4: you got to really push through it before you can get to the humor? Um, I'm the opposite. I'm the person who is in, is laughing inappropriately. I mean, with everybody, I'm the one who, uh, like I'm gallows humor. I really have to be like, is it it time? Can I laugh yet? In you know, like my, the one that comes to mind with uh, my kid was when (laughs) I still feel bad about it. We we were at a friend's house and they have like a, you know, cool, uh, Playground, one of those, you know, things they got from Costco. Remember? Right. Max, huge, awesome. And she was a, a younger kid, uh, younger than those people's children. And she climbed the slide and was doing great. And she went on the slide and it was like, uh, it, it was the speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> she flew <laughs> down the slide and hit the ground so hard oh. on her butt. And I immediately doubled <laughs> over laughing. <laughs> and then and as I, like, came up for air, I see she's crying, and the faces of the parents around me are staring at me because they realize I'm a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I don't, I yeah, I don't have that, uh, that's that my filter. problem. I, I really do have to... Stop myself. Well, that's interesting. So how, kind of what, a gift in a way. I was going to say,
0: yeah. <laughs> I <it's> guess. <laughs> well, we'll see how she takes it as a teenager. Right?
4: <laughs> mother! <laughs> Everything is not a joke, mother! Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the eye roll started pretty quickly with this one just yeah. <laughs> because of that. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Well, do you... That, get, well, This
0: is kind of interesting. How, how's the response to the book been? I mean, like, it's... You know, a lot... As... We sometimes discover—I have a theory, I have a working theory that, like, the first couple of months after having a baby—I think we even said this as, like, a little PSA to listeners—you may not find anything very funny (laughs) for a while, so just, like, avoid funny things for a little bit, and then you'll get your sense of humor back, I promise, and everything's going to be fine, but, like— there are some. There are some parents who just never find things very funny. It's very. It's very serious. Have you? Has all the reaction been really good? Have you gotten any reaction where it's like, you know? I mean, it's a pretty straightforward book, but you hit a couple of things that I could see maybe
4: people being oh, like, yeah. "Well, I
0: don't think that's very funny."
4: <laughs> yeah. My, my, well, and by the way, I totally agree with that. I, I did not have a sense of humor for the first, I say, three months. Yeah. I mean, I and I think that's just because for me, I was okay. I could. It yes. I was fucking terrified. Yeah. I really was, you know, I I just, it's the the magnitude of the responsibility and, you know, you're like, I just, can, can I keep this creature alive? Like, it's, you right. I had a lot of pets as a kid and a lot of them did not do so well <laughs> at, at, at my hands. Not, you know, I'm not because I'm a serial killer, just because, you know, whatever. I, we went through a lot of small rodents and I... <laughs> Because I'd be irresponsible or I'd forget to whatever. And I would just, I couldn't stop thinking about my guinea pig midnight and, you know, the guilt I had of like, did I give her enough water is that why she died? (laughs) Transposing that constantly to my kid. Like, what if I forget? You know, what if I just forget to feed her for a week? (laughs) It's going to be terrible. (laughs) So I totally get that, you know, the sense of humor, there was no space for it. But, you know, once I got past the, I think I'm okay. I'm doing all right. We're, you know, the two of us are keeping the kid alive. Um, It it was all funny, but yes, uh, they're mostly, um, I'm, I'm really surprised and heartened by the people who are able to, to laugh at the stuff in the book, but yeah, there are people who, um, are, (laughs) are, you know, concerned (laughs) concerned about the stuff I say. And, you know, the, the, the one thing about the book is I don't really throw anyone under the bus other than me, maybe occasionally my husband, but mostly it's me. So, um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a specific thing. Uh, I haven't gotten any, like, crappy emails from people telling me that, you know, that they're gonna take my kid away. But um more, actually the, the, the mom head video has gotten more, uh, you know, people saying, oh, this is a, you're a horrible mother. Cause you know, it's the internet, people can see you, whatever they want. Um but yeah, the, the reaction to the book has been, has been pretty, pretty positive. I well- have
0: Well, good. Well, that's good. And I'd like to say I hope that that, like, signifies a cultural turn for a lot of us, that, like, maybe we're all feeling better about, like, we're we're getting better at calling bullshit on the things that are bullshit that are out there in terms of parenting. And it's okay to just accept that it's funny and that sometimes things, even, like, the the fails, like we do like a genius fail segment on the show. And you know, the fails are really the, the highlight people, people turn in for the fails mm-hmm. on the yeah, show yeah, of course. because it's, because well, they're like, you know, no one's again, you actually have like, um, I think I've, you, you actually said in an interview at some point, you know, as long as child services isn't at your door, you're doing a good job. And, it,
1: yeah, <laughs> and that's, yeah. I, 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 and even sometimes if child services is at your door, sometimes you're, you're still, doing, you're a still great, doing, you're doing a good, still job. A good <laughs> job. That's yeah,
4: right. They're not doing a great job. That, yeah. I, I think it, it, and I don't have anything to back this up, but it seems to me that we're, that we've been in this, um, era of overly precious parenting, you know, that, right. that maybe, you know, because we don't have to worry about things like, you know, our crops failing <laughs> like right. we would a hundred years ago. We'd have other things to worry about that, uh, you know, we, we, there's so much energy put into the minutia of being parents that, you know, nobody can get even close to this ideal of perfection, you know, perfect parenting. So I, I I hope we're we're getting away from that. I don't know. But that's what I feel like when people are responding to it, I feel like they're sick and tired of that shit too. Of, yeah. of the of looking at the you know, I love Pinterest, but I have to say it's it's like it feels to me when I look at the parenting Pinterest stuff it's like how I felt when I was a teenager looking at beauty magazine. Right. Like, it's so sexy to look at, but I'll never, I'll never be that. Like, I'll just, this is just a reminder. Oh, I'm bad at that. I'm also bad at that. And I'm ugly in that way. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, That's and right. yeah, my thighs, you know, all that stuff.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, that is really good comparison. Actually, yeah. that is yeah. that is exactly what I, how I treat Pinterest. I troll through it like I troll through a Cosmo at twenty. You know, yeah. I, they, right?
4: Uh, yeah. And I
0: again, I will never look good in those clothes. And my oh, my pies do not look like fuck I yeah, out of not Yeah, right. Pie.
4: And I will. And my kids' birthday party will never look like that. guys' right. lunch. Yeah, my daughter's lunch looks like something out of a recycling bin. Not right. like that. <laughs> Beautiful little replica of a pirate ship That's right. <laughs>
0: that it is lady sal- makes on a Tuesday. It is a salami sandwich that she's going to put in her lunchbox and swing around her head so many times that it will not even look like a square sandwich when she opens it <laughs> up in school. Um, you mentioned the mom head video, and I want to uh, wrap up on that because I definitely want people to know about it. This is a little video you made where you strapped a camera to your head, if I am correct, uh, with the <laughs> yes. hilarious outcome of just recording your child's insults to you, yes. and I want to be clear because I want you to talk about it. But I want to be clear, and our listeners should know this: when we say insults, it's the unempathetic mm. rantings of children where they don't realize that ninety percent of what's coming out of their mouth is not like they're like, "Yeah, ugly." They're just saying shit, totally. it's just yes. like, "Wow, you have no idea how like depleting that makes me feel <laughs> as I yes. go through my day." Which again ties into our like, "What happened to my confidence?" I understand Correct. when I have this small child. Insulting me oh my all God. day. Like, well, okay, I want to know why you did it. And I I would love for you to lie to me and tell me that, like, some sort of m- amazing inspiration or insight came out of it for you. <laughs>
4: um, sure. Well, I did it because it, it actually was another way, really, just to promote the book. Because there's a chapter of the book that is, and I think, you know, it's, it's called Insult. Right. um You know, ways in which my preschooler has insulted me. But Honestly, they were simply observations. Like, just, it was a, a, a tiny smattering of these observations that my, when she started to talk, would make about me. Uh, and none of them were said in, uh, anger or anything like that. They were, in fact, she, they were all said with a smile. Right. And so, but it was just so hilarious to me that she didn't realize how offensive, <laughs> if anyone else had said <laughs> any of those things to me, <laughs> they were. So, um, so yeah, I just, I was, uh, it's actually the third video that I made to kind of perm- help promote the book. Um, and it, 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 I also, had my, my uh, husband and daughter go skiing and they use GoPros and stuff. And at one point my husband had flipped it and was recording himself, And the effect was just so funny to me. So I kind of stuck that image in my back pocket and thought I'll use it with, on something. And so I kind of put those two things together and a, a friend of mine came over and we just ran around the house like idiots. And, uh, you know, threw it together and put it online. Well, and what were some was- of
0: the insults? Share share with our listeners some of the insults that were just my. Uh,
4: your breath smells like spark. That was my favorite, <laughs> or you know, whatever my anti-favorite. I guess right. And I remember, I it, I remember when she said it was it was in the morning, and it was you know she had was just of the age where she was starting to get out of uh you know she was just in a big girl bed, and she would come into our room, which was so charming. Right. And she was like, "Hi, Mama." And I was like, good morning. And it was, you know, she, the, the second thing she said that morning to me was, your breast smells like a fart. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it did. And, uh, so that was one of my favorites. And, um, who's older, grandma, grandpa, or you? Oh yeah, who's the oldest, grandma, grandpa, or you? That was another good one. <laughs> and most of them, you know, I just, most of them would leave me speechless. Cause yeah, I just thought they were amazing. Um she once called my boobies long. I don't think that even, <laughs> even your boobies are so long.
2: <laughs> are Go to your
4: room. <laughs> Please don't say that. Yeah. So, anyway, the, the response to that was bizarre. I mean, it really, I'm you know, I've been making videos for a while and putting them on the internet because I just love to do it. It's fun. And that one just had, like, it, 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 Took off in a way that I have never experienced. And, uh, and it was two camps, you know, people who were like, Oh, I can't. Yes, that's exactly what I lived through. Thank you. <laughs> you know, now I don't, well, all right now I, I know that everybody else has, has the same experience that I do. And then there was the other camp of people who were saying, You are raising a horrible person. <gasps> what? How, how could you not, um, Chastise your child. Well, first Ow. of all, a lot, a lot of people thought that that, that my kids said all of those things at once. They didn't realize that uh, you know, in filmmaking, sometimes <laughs> nice. you edit, which is what I did. You know, I edited a bunch of stuff together, so you shouldn't say all those things to me in one day. Um, but uh, so they were. They would say, "How can you not chastise your child?" And this is this is what's wrong with society. Oh <laughs> Children have no. Re- for their elders. Oh my uh, god! So, I have
0: unrealistic expectations for small children. Yeah,
1: right. I don't <laughs> yeah. know anything about early childhood <laughs> development.
4: I mean, it, it really was to me. I mean, I could smell, and I actually moderate the comments on YouTube because there were people who would say horrible, things. just brutally yeah. awful things about my daughter. They, you know, which was weird. They don't know her, and the irony is they're they're showing zero. Uh, tact or respect for anybody in calling out my child for having right. zero respect. So I, you know, I, I don't publish those comments on YouTube because I think they're gross. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I just it it was it was really interesting to me. Oh, I, that's what it was. It was clear to me that those people don't know children. Like, how can yeah. you? You just don't recognize that that's the reality of little kids. They're just yeah. honest. That's all. They're just yeah. the saying things that we all think. Yeah. I yeah. think my boobies are long, too. But I... But That's, I that's not your wake-up
0: mantra. You're not, like, in the mirror in the morning, like, good morning, self. Looking <laughs> long there. Way to go. It's not your morning pep talk. I don't, I don't understand. Um, well, Joanna, thank you so much for joining us. This was, It was really fun. We would love to encourage uh, everybody to go out and get the book. It is hilarious as is everybody should also run out immediately and go click on the mom head video we're gonna link everybody (laughs) up to this uh you'll find it on twitter for us and on our facebook and all that kind of good stuff um but just just you're doing a really good job joanna and you are inspiring us to maintain a sense of humor in our darkest moments
4: uh, you, you guys, too. Thank you for fighting the good fight of laughing. Laughing <laughs> at <laughs> 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 this crazy, uh, is it a profession, occupation? I don't know, hobby? What is it we're doing? I Raising humans? <laughs> a calling? Whatever. Thank a mistake. For- I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just,
2: oh I
0: am kidding. One day we actually will get a call from a listener who is not enjoying our show. Yeah. Um, but until then, thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. Bye.
2: Hey everyone, we're the Flophouse, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is The Flophouse, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie, and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast, a podcast about words that sound like other words, a podcast about me singing long, irritating, songs like this one, mm-hmm. a podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie, or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out and talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse! Woo.
0: Well, that was delightful! That's great. Again, the book is How Not to Calm a Child. On a plane. Clearly a parenting advice book. But uh it's really funny. It's very good. The mom head video is hilarious. Look, there you got a million comedy podcasts out there about parents. Okay, maybe not a million. You had a lot of pod parenting podcasts. There are sitcoms on the hilarity of parenting. There are tons of books. There is what I really find is there is always room and always reason to go out and find books like this uh, that are well-written and that are funny and that can just help you remember that you're not doing a bad job and that you are not alone and that it is actually okay to laugh at some of this stuff. So, you know, I encourage everybody to go do it. And I just want to thank Johanna for writing it. It It's really good. Yeah. It's enjoyable. You know what else is enjoyable? What? Listening to a parent have a horrible breakdown on our podcast.
1: Let's do that. (laughs)
3: So this is my rant. People are fucking assholes. I'm 34 weeks pregnant and yesterday at work, a woman came up to me and told me how much weight I put on my arms and face, thinking that it was a compliment that I could hold my baby for much longer because I have strong tree arms. Later in the day, another woman came up to me and told me how much I had filled out in the rear end area. I proceeded to the bathroom and cried my eyes out. So I'm currently driving to work right now after crying in my husband's arms for
2: I don't know how
3: long this morning. I don't get it. I don't understand why people feel the need to tell you how you're carrying your pregnancy. Do you not think that we don't get up every single morning and have an internal battle in our heads about what we're going to wear? Like, come on. Anyway, these people who made the comments are way beyond their childbearing years, (laughs) unfortunately. But I definitely, definitely need to come back Oh, with better comebacks instead of smiling like a fucking idiot and walking away. Anyway, that's my rant. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon.
0: Uh, I will, it goes back to advice number one from today's show. Yeah. Stop talking to people. <laughs> um, That's awful. It is awful. I, I mean, this is just like... Is such a universal for every woman who's been pregnant, yeah. you know, like people make these comments and have no consideration, you know, and again, 98% of the time, it's not coming from a place of maliciousness. It is just people opening their mouths, thinking that yeah. it's okay to comment on what's happening to your body during pregnancy mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, comes across as insensitive
1: yeah.
0: and, you know, big. it's it's not okay though. We it, should say okay. that. Okay. It's, like, it's not okay. So, I
1: mean, there are, there are like all levels right. of like comments people can make about your body that are just like, whatever. That's why are you commenting about your body, right. about my body? But like that, the particular things that she mentioned, personally, I feel like that's just never okay. Yeah. To say. Like, obviously, those things are things that somebody does not want to hear like right. those aren't making no one are, wants to hear no, that's not right. that's not a thing that that person is honestly delivering in a way that's just like neutral or positive it's right. definitely a negative comment and those that's wrong that's not okay you are correct that is correct it is uh, right
0: so that that i can't even like lump that into some people are just complete oblivious idiots don't do that it goes back to this is just like If you do not have something nice to say, do not say anything at all. You are doing a good job. You are. You are fucking beautiful and rocking it. Yeah, you're
1: amazing. You are fucking amazing. Your body is making a fucking baby.
0: It is, in fact, a wonderland. (laughs) Your body is a wonderland, as the song goes. (laughs) That's what it fucking is. And you are, you know, it, it is all about back to our topic of the day yeah. the competence yeah. let's do a little takeaway on the competence let's because you know what it, leading into having yeah. the kid yeah. stuff starts happening yeah. where you're like oh my whole body changed and now yeah. it's supposed to feel fucking great yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's about acceptance and it, teresa laid some knowledge on me during our interview where she was like saying you know she reminded me that It's okay just to tune out all the noise from the outside and remember that what's important is what's happening in your immediate universe and that, like, you can derive your confidence from saying this is – and, you know, my acceptance – of this is where I am right now. And I'm going to be really okay with that and I'm going to celebrate all these small things that are happening – And what we didn't touch on on the show, and I think is probably the biggest takeaway, is we are surrounded by noise nonstop about parenting. We talked about it some with Joanna. There is just this nonstop noise. Articles, you know, TV shows, uh, just like all this stuff about like making us feel less confident as parents that we are to be questioned all the time, or that we shouldn't even like, if we give ourselves three hours to go to a spa, we better be fucking great Mm -hmm. when we come back. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just like so many mixed messages. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's the hardest thing, one of the hardest things we have to do, but it really, I think, is affecting our confidence. Yes. We need to find a new mantra that's not... I'm waiting for this to get better. We somehow have to work together at finding some new. I'm not waiting. I'm I'm living. I'm it. living it. <laughs> living this amazing roller coaster ride that is my life. Uh, that is made up of many things. Um, I think that's about all we can take away for today. I yeah. do want to say two things. One uh, speaking of, of taking away and being inspired, I just want to say once again, uh, we just really appreciate all the listeners, and you guys are constantly inspiring us. Yeah, you are. And it it uh, it it's just great. So good job, everybody! You're fucking killing it, and you look great in that t shirt that you're wearing right now. That's just what whoever, whatever you're wearing, you look great in it. So good job. Those jeans are. Awesome. Those jeans are amazing, and no one can see the banana on it. (laughs) And it's great. Uh, Two, if you are in L.A. in February. Or nearby. Or nearby. We are doing, just a reminder that we are doing a one-bed mother meetup in conjunction with our good friends uh, and their show, The Pump and Dump, who are are coming to L.A. from Colorado. It's February 4th. It's going to be at the Largo. We've got uh, meetup information on Facebook. Uh so, please join us in that the tickets are thirty bucks uh we 're going to be there a little early to hang out we 'll hang out a little bit after the show and just being at the show itself is going to be an amazing time. So we encourage you guys to all do that and i don 't know that 's it
2: yeah. that 's
0: it. great job and guys that 's enough <laughs> uh, Teresa yeah, you are doing a good job, and once again, you are inspiring not seeing the world through my eyes (laughs) it's always just these amazing little takeaways for myself so thank you
1: thank Thank you you. for being your
0: own person
1: oh thank you (laughs) miss you're doing a great job
0: thank you i am accepting uh everybody hang in there and we will talk to you guys next week bye bye (laughs)
1: I got to low down Mama
3: Blues, I gotta got low down Mama Blues, got to low down Mama Blues, slow down Mama Blues, got to low down Mama blues, gotta low down Mama Blues, you know that right.
0: Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome.
3: Well, daddy by, mama Come Said daddy, okay.
2: MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture.
4: Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.